Well, today we're going to continue on with our series with the women of faith and courage. And it's always an honor when I get to talk about Mary, who happens to be one of my spiritual leaders who I look up to. And when we look at her story, I, I'm going to invite you to imagine yourself in the shoes of Mary for a moment. Imagine yourself being a teenage girl who has become engaged and, and um, engaged to be married to this man named Joseph. And you're just a poor teenage girl. Your life is pretty mundane because nobody expects much to come out of Nazareth. So you're just kind of going along your, your day looking forward to this marriage when all of a sudden this angel appears and scares the bejesus out of you and tells you the news that you are pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now, as if that's not wonky and crazy enough, you have to go, all right, if this actually is true, what does this mean? If this is true, you need to break the heart of the man you love. If it is true, you better prepare because you're going to probably be stoned to death because that's what would happen to a person who got pregnant out of wedlock. You are definitely going to be a disgrace to your entire family and village. That's a given. But somehow in this situation, you have to realize there's not a win-win and it's going to create fear. So here Mary had no choice but to dive into the courage within. So I figured let's look at what the actual definition of courage is. And if we look at Merriam-Webster's definition, it's this. Courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So basically, it's the ability to just dive into something and whatever frightens you, you're going to face it head on. You're going to have the strength to face that pain or the grief that you're experiencing in your life. And if that's the definition, then Mary is the poster child for courage. But instead of running away when she was given this crazy news, instead she accepted that message from the angel Gabriel. And not only did she believe it, she actually said to him, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be so. Basically, just have your way with me, God. If this is what you want, let everything you say happen. Let it happen. So we often focus on that part of the story, this pregnancy part. But what we fail to remember is she's now got to birth this child. She's got to raise this child. And it isn't just any child. It is the child. That had to create fear. So this past week, I dropped my son Luke off at Albion College, and we got him situated, and all these crazy things happened when we were there, and I was filled with worry, like, did I prepare him enough? Is he grown enough? Can he do this? And all of this, this, you know, angst that built inside of me. But like in reality, he only has to save himself, right? Like, he'll, he's going to be fine. I know that somewhere. But Mary, as she launched Jesus... He wasn't just saving himself. He's saving humankind. A whole different level of fear. That takes courage. And part of this courage is actually letting go enough to realize you have no idea how it's going to end. You have no idea how it will end, which means you lack all control. So you have no choice but to put your faith and trusting that in that pain, in the hardship, in the grief, in whatever it is you're going through, that you're not going to be alone. And how can you trust that? But in the words 
of Joshua 1.9, we're told, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is actually with you wherever you go? If God is with you, why all the fear? Why do we allow ourselves to get so scared? See, when Mary accepted God's will for Mary's life, she had no idea what it entailed. She had no idea what a teenage Jesus would look like. She had no idea what a toddler Jesus would look like. And she definitely didn't know that one day she would be sitting at a foot of the cross watching him die. But she accepted that angel's message anyway, and she leaned into that fear with courage. And because of that, you and I become recipients of this amazing grace. Jesus was able to be born. Jesus was able to have this unbelievable ministry on earth. Jesus was able to die and show us this love, but then resurrect and give us hope through the ascension that we too will be called to heaven with him. All because it started with Mary and the courage she had when she received that message. So this might be hard to hear, but that means that fear has to be present for us to have courage. It means we have to have trials. We have to have hardship in our life in order for us to have courage. We've never been told it would be easy. The Bible says there's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulation. We know that. It tells us that. And we need it in order to have this courage. And the reason we have courage is because we have hope that there is something on the other side of fear. And you've heard it here before and we'll say it again. On the other side of fear is love. On the other side of fear is love. But you have to believe that the promises in the Bible are actually for you. You have to believe that God will be there for you. You have to believe when you're too weak to do it on your own, God will give you strength. You have to believe that when you walk out in faith with courage, that there is hope waiting. So I was talking recently to my friend Sherry Wander, and Sherry is the one who started the warming centers here in um, Ann Arbor for our friends who have housing insecurity. And Sherry, in her past life, was uh, a UN ambassador. She did peace talks and, and conflict resolution overseas. And one of the places that was near and dear to her heart is Palestine. And she had a friend that was there that she would have conversations with. And Sherry told me this story about uh, Sister Liz. And it struck me so much that I thought, I really want you to hear this. Because right amongst us today are modern day Marys. There are people living with more courage than you and I could ever muster up. So I want you to hear what Sherry had to say. Hi, this is Sherry. And whenever I think about Mary... I think about the Palestinian women that I met on my trip there. And I especially think about the Palestinian mothers. And I always remember a story that was told to me by Sister Elizabeth Walters when she was in Gaza, someplace I've always wanted to go and was not able to go. And she worked with a group of women who every night would pull their chairs out into the yard and into a circle and they would sit 
and they would laugh and laugh and laugh and they would tell stories about their children and about their families and they would just gather that way every night and laugh and Liz knew that these women had all lost children resisting the occupation and every single one of them and every single one of them had struggled in so many ways and they would pull their chairs out right where you could see all the guns trained on them from every direction and one day Liz asked them how they did it she said you know I know that the guns could reach you anywhere but there are places you could put your chairs where you wouldn't have to look at them you wouldn't have to see them watching you you wouldn't have to see them able to kill you at any moment and how do you do this and why do you do this why don't you you know go someplace else and how do you laugh and the women said to her because as long as the soldiers can see us supporting each other and being together and laughing they know that we still have hope and if we still have hope then they haven't won. And I think about that every time I feel like I need to give up or that there is no hope because I think if these women can still have hope after everything that they have been through, then I don't have the luxury, I don't have the privilege to give up hope. That being in solidarity with them means being hopeful in spite of. And it's these women and the Palestinian mothers and the other Palestinian women I met that I think of whenever I think of Mary and their strength in the face of injustice and their strength in loving their families and protecting them and sitting with them when they can't protect them in the face of that injustice and I find that beautiful and amazing and hopeful. So these Palestinian women literally, literally look fear in the eye every single day. And not just the women, the whole men, women, children of Palestine do that. But these women had lost their children and yet they would look right at the soldiers who took the lives of their children and they would laugh because laughter is rooted in joy and joy comes from Christ. So they knew that right in the middle of their pain was hope. And I have to say, all of us face hurts in our life, but I don't know how many of us have faced that kind of hurt on a daily basis. But when we lean into this faith or this, this pain with courage and with divine strength, something amazing actually happens. But how many times have you let your fear hold you back? See, each of us face a myriad of things. And sometimes what one person might think is small to another person is life-changing and huge. And we need to respect that every little change in our life induces a fear response in us. So maybe for you, it's just starting a new school or a new job. Maybe it's hearing an awful diagnosis. Maybe it's losing a loved one and now figuring out how to go on without that person, that pillar in your life. Maybe it's financial worry. 
Maybe it's experiencing a flood or a power outage like we have recently. There's all sorts of things. But where do you find the courage to stand up to this kind of pain in your life, this kind of fear? If we look at Psalm 31, we're reminded where this courage actually comes from. Be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. See, when we muster up the strength to face our challenges and to face these hardships and to face everything that comes our way, it's there where we will be carried through with that same courage that Mary had to get through her trial. <clears throat> with that same courage that these Palestinian women have every day of their life. That's available to us when we have faith and we have trust in the Lord and when we get on the other side of that fear and we recognize there lies hope. So we can lean into the hope that is poured into us. Remember that I always use the Romans 5, 3 to 5 verse. Hope does not disappoint because of the love poured into us by the Holy Spirit. When you recognize that is for you as much as it, as it was for Mary or these Palestinian women, you too, you too can get to the other side of fear. So what fire are you facing? Every one of us here today is facing something. <coughs> But how different would it look if you put your fear to the side and you inhaled a deep inhale of divine strength and you leaned into your faith and you had courage? See, so often what we do is we, we imagine the worst. We fill in what other people are thinking. We start to draw conclusions. We, we always imagine worst case scenarios. But what if you hit pause and you interjected that faith? How would things look different? If all of a sudden you said, there really is hope. All of a sudden, if you said, I do have courage. How would it change your perspective? I'm going to ask you this because I think sometimes we assume that the promises are for other people. But how would your life look different? If you chose to look past the fear and you put all your faith in the promises that Jesus would be with you always. Never did Jesus say he would erase the pain. Never did it say that Jesus would just like puff the magic dragon. Poof, there goes all the, the bad in our life goes away. He never ever said that. But instead what Jesus said is I know pain. I suffered with you. And I will be with you in this. So so often we yell out and we say, why did God let this happen? God didn't let this happen. But one thing you can be certain because of these promises is God is with you in it. God is holding you. And what the psalmist said in Psalm 23 really sums it up. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So friends, have courage. When you walk through those dark valleys of your life, know that you will get to the other side. Whatever it is you are facing today, there is hope waiting because of these promises, we can believe that there's a God of hope, that there's a God of mercy, there's a God of forgiveness, and there's a God of love that is always with us. And when you get to that other side and you face that fear with courage, you too will be able to praise God's name much like Mary did. 
My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliest of his servants. And surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus. Lord, it's so easy to focus on the pain or the what ifs or the should haves or the why nots. Where are you? But you tell us to walk right through that fear. Have the courage to face it because there you will be ready to grab our hands and pull us through. And on the other side of that will be hope and love that comes from you. So whatever my friends are facing, whatever pain your children are experiencing today, Lord, breathe a deep faith into them so they can trust that you are with them. Bless each and every person here. Bless each and every person who has heard this message today. And give them, give them all the faith and courage they need to overcome whatever it is they are facing today. And thank you for showering us with your love. In your holy name we pray. Amen.